0: Welcome everyone to episode seven of Class Dismissed, the thoughts of teachers outside the classroom. Today is Wednesday, May 12th, 2021, and after 509 days on hiatus, we are back. A lot has changed in the world, and we're going through so much of altering our normal lives, but hopefully today finds you well. Wherever you are listening to this, I hope that it's been a great day for you. For those that are new to listening, this podcast is devoted to giving students, staff, and basically anyone interested in listening an opportunity to hear stories, memories, and insights of faculty members within the Wauwatosa School District. These stories might be something you already know about the person, but it might be something completely new to you. Their thoughts are outside the classroom. I truly hope you enjoy listening to these, and if you have any questions or feedback, please feel free to reach out to me via email. You can find me on Twitter at learning, the number four, life09. After such a long time off, I couldn't think of a better guest to bring to the podcast. We have for you today a 29-year veteran who has just as much passion and understanding as he did the day he stepped foot in the classroom as a teacher. A lifelong learner at Wawatosa West, I'm honored to say, and I'm honored to say, a very good friend of mine, West High School English teacher, Mr. Tom Nordstrom. Even though he started teaching at West in the fall of 1993, he's been a part of the West family since 1977, as he was a student here and part of the class of 1981. We have so much to discuss today, Nordstrom's outdoor enthusiasm, his proudest moments, hobbies he loves, and how COVID has impacted his life, and where he sees himself after retirement. We hope you enjoyed this time with us, as we will be enjoying it with you And we are very much looking forward to this. Uh, But we will be right back. Enjoy the music that we have again. Thank you, Nate Morrison Caruso. Graduated last year, but we're still using the music. Uh, Enjoy, and we'll be right back. There really isn't any way to describe Mr. Nordstrom. I'm so glad to just get right to it, in all honesty. Tom, before we begin, I want to let you know that you are a true blessing. Having taught with you for the last 10 years, traveling with you, being you being an usher at my wedding, I can honestly say that you were put into my life for a reason, probably both good and bad as I look across from you. I contact and it's like, <laughs> good and bad. Um, but it's an incredible honor to have you on today. And in five short weeks before your retirement, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me here today.
0: Good. Um, has retirement set in yet for you?
1: Uh, it kind of shows up in flashes. Okay. There's, a whole, there's you know, as you know, there's so much to do at this time of year for a teacher as you try to wrap things up and wrap a school year up and make sure everything's done well and done right and helping kids. And it's like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm not coming back. And every once in a while when I get a chance to just kind of stop myself and and think about it all, it Kind of occurs to me that this is the last time I am going through this, and, okay. and I don't know if I don't know if I can savor it. I don't know if that's the right word, mm-hmm. um, but I figure if I can try to do that anyway, maybe that realization will settle sure. settle in a little more permanently sure. at some point.
0: One week out, and you'll take that deep breath in the hall and breathe in whatever we got breathing in through here, and yeah. realize some stuff. Exactly. Um, you've covered so much ground at West. It's unimaginable to even think of all of the different things that you've accomplished here and you've been involved with an English teacher, obviously, first and foremost, uh, a football coach, yearbook advisor, IBA advisor, English department chair, building leadership team, curriculum development team, cooperating teacher for quite a few student teachers that have passed through through the Marquette program, um, district writing assessment committee. You were an MC at graduation and last year uh, you had the honor of being the faculty speaker at graduation. Looking back on everything, what stands out to you the most? Everything is special in its
1: own way. And so you go through the list, and obviously the whole concept of time kind of blurs some of that stuff. And It took a little bit of time to actually come up with that list because yeah. some of that stuff doesn't happen anymore, but mm-hmm. I, was, I was a part of it. Two things on that list that really stand out for me um, in a chronological sequence, really, First of all is I wasn't a teacher here long, and, and Coach Vite came and asked me if I would be a, a coach for the freshman team. Sure. And I totally didn't see that coming. Absolutely blindsided me. Um, and after I said yes, it was 10 of the best years that I've had here at West. I had a chance to be with a real quality group of individuals. Mm. Uh, we were like family to each other. We really were. Uh, I got, obviously, to learn and coach football myself as well. But I got to learn how to talk to kids better, how to how to really coach kids. I mean, I think that uh, when I first showed up here, I, I had some I had some teaching ability when I showed up, but the ability to coach them on the field in another way taught me some things that I was able to to bring into the classroom and and use in another setting as well. Of so it really helped me grow professionally. Uh, like I said, we were like a family. It was was really meaningful for me personally. So, um, and in the guise of all that, I, I eventually became, uh, the, 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 lead freshman coach. And so there was a certain amount of leadership that I had to pick up there as well. Uh, a certain kind of independence for our, for our squad, for our group, as I worked back to the larger group. And, uh, that kind of transitioned me to the second big thing that that you listed off. I was a department chair for a while under a number of principles here. And yeah, that was really special to me. And, uh, selfishly, first of all, because honestly, that wasn't a thing I ever saw myself doing. Uh, in fact, I had teachers here when I was when I was a young pup who said, "Oh, I could see you doing this." And, and I <laughs> laughed at them and walked out of the room, and that was the end of the conversation. I never there was no way, no way ever. Um, but looking back at it now, it seems like as they say, it seems like it went really fast, but we accomplished a whole lot, and that was so nice to be able to, I mean, every teacher makes a great impact in his or her classroom. I mean, sometimes it doesn't feel like it and we need reminders of that, but it was really cool to have that impact outside of the classroom as well on a department, on a district uh, to, to put together a department that I think, you know, in all my years here, I don't know if it was ever stronger. I don't know if it was ever more cohesive than it was in the Mm -hmm. time that I was the chair. So I got to kind of use and stretch and grow my leadership chops and, and, it was meaningful. I mean, again, personally and professionally, it was really meaningful for me. And, and I'm, I'm just grateful I had the chance to do that and to impact so many good professionals who in turn got to impact so many great kids.
0: Yeah. I think you're the line that you have that continues to go down. It's, it's a constant reminder of, we always remember back personally, even, you know, like who taught you this or where did this come from? And, a lot of the stuff that a lot of the teachers it, currently in this building and that have been in this building are gonna say that came from Nordstrom or I learned that from Nordstrom or something like that. So I think that you've made a lasting impact on a lot of students and teachers. Um, for those that don't know, yeah, obviously, as I said in the inter- introduction, Mr. Nordstrom and I are very good friends. Um, I think one of the reasons that we've gotten a well so long is outside of the fact that I see you basically every day um, is a lot of our interests kind of coincide with the same. we talk about the Marvel um, Cinematic Universe, the movies that are coming out in theaters that have come out for such a long time. Thor came out 10 years ago uh, and so it's crazy to think like all these movies that have come out. Uh, Our interest in the Brewers, we both have some dogs, um, our outdoor pursuits in which you have so many interests of. Um, I have a bunch of memories of us but I'm going to turn it to you and what's a memory of a lot of these interests? Something that kind of really stands out to you Maybe that not a lot of kids know about you with, with one of these little trinkets that you do outside of teaching at West.
1: Well, specifically the one, uh, one of us, the whole MCU thing and going to the movies. And um,
0: it was always really cool to
1: me that at one point, and I don't even remember what movie it was, but uh, we talked about going to movies when they actually opened at midnight mm-hmm. and standing in line at crazy stupid hours and then, Getting home at crazier, stupid hours. Yeah. We well, you didn't even,
0: yeah. Like, people don't <laughs> realize that you didn't, the whole reserving your seat didn't happen nope. for forever. And so, if the movie started at midnight, and I think once we started to go, when we saw Age of Ultron twice, which is thinking back, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. We took our wives to the first showing at like seven o'clock, and then we're like, and we're going to stay for the midnight one as well, or something like that. It was just nuts. It was um, cool. Um, yeah. Okay. It was, it was, I, I looking back, I'm like, but we saw so much more out of it the second time that we did the first mm-hmm. time, being able to look at it differently and I'm going to find that and we saw all the different things. and um, But just being able to experience that of the waiting in line and getting in line, going through your tub of popcorn even before the movie right. starts <laughs> yeah. because you've had it so long in your hand has been something really, really cool that, that we've been able to share uh, for sure.
1: And I really enjoyed that because that was something that, honestly, I can't say I've done even with my wife. You know, I mean, like you said, we kind of, we dragged our wives along to some of those things, mm-hmm. but you were the one that's a really unique yep. and, and singular thing that I've done in my life. And, and your name is, is forever attached to yep. it. And, and that's really special to me. I mean, obviously we enjoyed the movies. We enjoyed the time oh, yeah. together. Oh yeah. Um, I still enjoy the memory of, of mm-hmm. doing those things with you yep. very much.
0: Um, yeah what's something that, I mean, that was obviously, I don't think a lot of people knew that at all about either of us, but back onto you. Cause I, this is, this is your time. You got a lot of years to cover. Um, so much about this is just, it's incredible to, to, I know a lot of this stuff, but to be, to hear and to have you be able to share these, uh, with other people is, is just outstanding. What's something that most people don't know about you?
1: <laughs> well, one of the things that most people don't know about me is that, uh, for, I don't know, ten years, fifteen years now. I've kind of been a very closet squatcher. Yes, you have. I'm a, I'm a Bigfoot fan. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's not the best way to say it. Enthusiast. I, I'm an enthusiast. Yeah, yes, there, there you go. go. Yep. I'm a Bigfoot enthusiast. Um, I watch all the shows. And full disclaimer: I'm I'm one of those guys who watches with a with a bit of skepticism. I'm not I'm not buying everything that everyone is selling because I know that some of it's <laughs> just plain. Goofy, um, but uh, one of the things that COVID's allowed me to do is have a little bit of extra time to f- to fill, and so I've done some reading along the way. Sure, and, um, I've read some of the more uh, canon of that field. <laughs> I've read some of the educated people who've written about that. Oh, yeah. guys who write about the anatomy and all oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. And um, I, it, it's a thing that I'm really I'm really interested in, and we talk about. What are you going to do when you leave here? Yeah, I don't know. I'll look into that a little bit. I, sure. I, I don't know that I'm going to live in the forest. Oh, or, yes, you are. Yeah. Yes, I, I, you wouldn't are. Yes, you are. I wouldn't mind. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't mind. But, you know, it's one of those things that I would balance with everything else that I want sure. to do, too. Kind of yeah. keep my eye on that and maybe get out in the woods once in a while. Maybe have a story to tell someday as a result.
0: There's got to be some something somewhere where there's a, like a tour of... An area. There are places. Yeah, but, and I know I, there. Are. I could see you doing something like that, and just be like, you know what, we're here. Might as well just do this tour for a little bit and figure something out. So,
1: you know, the hard part about that is, is, I mean, my wife knows, right? Yeah. I mean, I, we live in the same house and we watch the same television set and all that kind of stuff. And there's still times when I start to somewhat talk to her about it. I feel a little awkward, like <laughs> oh, she's gonna judge me and who's gonna judge me and. Uh, that's a thing I guess I got to get over. That's my own thing. But, but yeah, I mean, there are places and actually I have a little notebook where I got some, names and things written down. That's awesome. Kind of a, not a bucket list necessarily, just a little pale, Mm -hmm. a little pale list.
0: Um, taking it back a step in light of how things have changed the world over the past 14 months, I'd be remiss to not acknowledge the pandemic that we've been set in. And we as a school, we as a country, we as a world, um, but I'd be remiss to ask, how has COVID, COVID impacted your life professionally? We have a lot of stuff that's going on with the teaching, um, but more so personally. How has how has that kind of changed who you are as a person or you've had to mold and adapt things that maybe even realize stuff that you didn't realize before?
1: Um, personally, I think it's somewhat accentuated some parts of who I am. I'm not... I do I always tell kids this and I don't think they believe me, but when I walk into a party, I'm not the guy that lights up the room. Mm-hmm. I'm not the guy that goes and starts the conversation that everybody wants to be a part of. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of the guy on the wall. I kind of work sure. my way around a little bit. So I'm a little more comfortable being somewhat independent in a, in a whole lot of settings. Yep. And I, that's, that's something that this has kind of forced me to do to to be that even a little bit more to the point where when I go out nowadays, you know, I'm not, I, I don't think I'm paranoid. I don't have this voice in my head going, Oh my gosh, stay away. But I am aware if I'm standing in line someplace and all of a sudden somebody comes standing up behind me, like right sure. behind me, like they used to stand behind yep. me. I all of a sudden have this feeling like, Oh, that's, um, that's a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And part of me is like, okay, you got to get over this. You can't go on through the rest yeah. of your life like this. But there is that practical sense of looking out for yourself mm-hmm. too. So that's been accentuated a little bit. I've also become a little bit more independent in my my own pastime pursuits. Like I said, I've had a m- more chance to read. Mm-hmm uh got a kayak last that was hard chasing those down lots of people got kayaks yes they did uh, Yep. i finally got one and it's you know i had a man i had a great time getting out on various lakes just me and my kayak and my fishing pole and spending the quiet time out on the water and you know i i've always enjoyed that but i don't know i think i appreciated it just a little bit more last year being able to do that Mm -hmm. um honestly, one other change I was thinking about since we talked about this last is, I mean, yeah, you know, I love the brewers and I like, I love football too. And, but you know, as much as I don't mind watching a good brewer game, I'm okay missing games nowadays. Sure. Yeah. They they had to take their break. They had to make their space to keep themselves and their families safe. And at first it was a little weird, you know, because you get used to, you get used to working those things into your routine. But I really got used to not having those as part of my routine. You know, having a fall afternoon without a football game, that's okay. Yeah. I found ways to really enjoy it, and I, truth be told, I probably enjoyed it more than sitting my butt on the couch watching a football game sure. on, and wasting away a nice afternoon. Yep, so, definitely. So I've learned to be a little more um, a little more particular about how I spend those chunks of time watching watching, well, amounts to TV, but watching those
0: sports. Yeah, exactly.
1: I can can be okay without them. Yeah. Way more than like five years ago I would have predicted I can be.
0: I think a lot of people look at the pandemic and there's so many negatives to associate with it, but I think a lot of the things that you hit on is those positive changes that we've made in our lives. The appreciating things a little bit more, just like you said, you know, going kayaking or not needing to be in front of the TV watching sports or something like that and just enjoying What's going on around you and no doubt you're gonna have a lot of time to be able to do that I'm sure that there's going to be times you're going to want a brewer game on or a football game on but knowing how to i don't want to say cope but knowing how to space the time out during that um will probably be a lot better I want to do some rapid fire questions with you if you don't mind if you're okay with that absolutely um I think it's it's great to hit those hard hitting ones, but there's always like these little ones where it's I've done this for. 700 years and you're not 700 years old. I joke that he's like 600 or something like that. And there's all these old jokes, but he's not, he's, he's a, you're a young pup. Um, So what would you say your favorite restaurant? uh, Oh, you said that your favorite restaurant is mood driven, which I thought was rather interesting. But so I had to like rephrase my question and give you a scenario. So the scenario is you're going to sit in this place. You're going to have a burger. You're going to have a drink of whatever you want to drink and you're gonna watch a Brewer game. What's the what's the go-to restaurant? I don't have a specific
1: restaurant. I have a kind of restaurant.
0: Okay. I like to go to the the proverbial little
1: pub up the street. Yep. Or in the next town over, or mm-hmm. what it might, whatever it might be, a little place where I can get some good bar food. And, yep. and some days that's because man, I need the grease, and it shows. Take a look at me, and it, and it shows. <laughs> uh, some days it's just plain good you know it just tastes really uh, good yeah and then and when you when you've got a small group of people like that watching a game you got the bartender on the other side everybody's kind of watching the same thing but little conversations are going on too so it's it's kind of this ball game social camaraderie even with people you don't necessarily Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. kinds of things going on i mean as much as i said before that you know i can I can survive pretty well independently. I really do enjoy it when you can sit down on a stool and just kind of be part of, part of a bigger group that you don't even know. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, So
1: that's the kind of place I like to go.
0: It's nice to get into the friendly jabs every once in a while too. just, yeah, it's like, you know, some guy's like, Oh, he's the worst player ever. And you're like, what are you talking about? He's great. You're never going to see the guy ever again, (laughs) but it's nice to just get into those little tussles every once in a while. Um, favorite place you've traveled. You feel everyone should visit before their time on this earth ends. Um,
1: the reason is the same. I got two. Okay. And the reason is the same. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's really, a cool. there are two really cool places to go. And I think there are two places to really kind of get some perspective on your place on this earth. Um, the first one is Grand Teton National Park. And sure. if you've been to my classroom or talked to me for any more than four minutes, you probably know that anyway. Yep. Um, uh, that's a particularly special kind of park because as you drive up, you don't have all kinds of foothills leading up to these mountains. They, they seem to just come up out of nowhere, and it's, it's incredibly awe-inspiring and um, definitely a place that's very special to me. Uh, the other side of that, I mean, literally geographically, I suppose, I, I, like, the, I like the Gulf beaches, particularly Treasure Island outside of Tampa Bay. Um, I like to spend time with my wife there, just literally sitting on the beach, as the songs go with my toes in the sand and I just kind of watch the water come and go and I watch the people do what they do and and all these places that are big and open and certainly different from the way we live here in Wisconsin kind of remind you of of who you are and and the big wide world that we live in and sure don't see very often and hopefully get to appreciate when we do see it. So that's why I would suggest those are great places for people to go. Yeah.
0: And hope I mean I, I think the Tetons, just all the national parks are incredible. And yeah. I've visited the Rocky Mountains with you, never been there before. I remember driving up the whole way up top and all of a sudden just snow hits. Yes, in July. And, yeah, in July and it was awesome. And then cruising on the way down it was funny. I remember sitting in the car. I actually think your wife was with me in the car because you were going somewhere else and i think she had to come back to the airport with us and i we're just literally sitting in neutral and just coasting down the whole way and the mileage per gallon hit like 85 just because (laughs) it's just you have nothing to worry about it's just this small small slope going on down so beautiful beautiful places um if you could put a movie in right now sit down and enjoy every second of watching it what would it be that's like the restaurant thing. What kind know. of mood am I in? My end. I know. I
1: it makes it hard. People get really frustrated with me for that. Hey, um, it's fine.
0: I well,
1: as we've already talked about, I love the the MCU. Yeah. And I, while I don't think all movies are the same in that wide genre, mm-hmm. uh, there's a whole lot of them you can't go wrong with. Pick one and put it in, and I really enjoy those. Cool. Um I like Tombstone with Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer. Okay. Uh, that's a that's a fun movie to watch. That's one of those where I've I've got a lot of the words down and kind of like back in the day with Monty Python and the Holy Grail when yeah. that was one of my big movies and people literally refused to watch with me cuz I knew every line and <laughs> Tombstones kind of getting that way. Everyone has people like that yes. where they're just reciting every
0: single line yes, from that. Yes,
1: they do. Um Office Space, I know that goes back. A lot of a lot of the movies I like are a little bit older movies. Um I like Office Space. <laughs> There's so much there's so much truth buried in the humor. Oh, I my just, God. And I, sometimes I don't know if I should laugh or be angry. It's hard to know because it's such this fun combination of of that, of humor and reality. Of course. And that's where humor comes, real humor comes from yeah. anyway. Um, I like science fiction movies, uh, science fiction, whether that's space or future or whatever the case may be. I really enjoy those. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I'm I'm kind of open to a lot of movies of that genre. Yeah.
0: What's something you're an accomplishment that you're most proud of
1: ooh all right there's a tough question um, I would say that the thing I'm most proud of is is my time here okay um, so I came into teaching as probably many if not most teachers did because of teachers that I had sure um, I felt that they were really special I was not much of a student for two-thirds of my high school career but it didn't matter the teachers never gave up on me they were kind they were compassionate they took the time for me about my academics about my personal life and all that kind of stuff and I had decided that I wanted to return that I wanted to be that Mm -hmm. and so in the process of going to get my education to do this and everything I had a lot of people saying I mean I was saying I want my I want to go back to West. I mean, that that's my place. That's, yeah. that's where it worked for me. I want to go back to that. And I had a lot of people go, Oh man, I don't know. That's going to be tough. Maybe you should try here. Maybe you should try there. I mean, getting into Wauwatosa, that's really hard. And I just, you know, I kind of put my head down and said, no, I'm going to do it. And, um, well, I got a student teaching gig and then I got the teaching gig. I mean, all the doors opened and people helped me and everything at the right time. Um, but there's no doubt without any kind of faith and determination that I was going to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I would have wound up. I'm sure it would have been okay wherever. Just one of those it, meant to be. But it surely wouldn't have been West. Yeah. And, and so getting here, I, I'm proud of the fact that I could, that I could see that yeah. through and, and that long-term goal and get here. And I am proud of, I'm proud of what we've accomplished here. I, I won't even say I, cause I don't do this job. None of us does this job by himself or yeah. herself. I'm really proud of the work that we've accomplished Mm -hmm. in the almost thirty years I've been
0: here. Yeah, you've I mean I don't know if a lot of kids know that you started your time here when you were a freshman in high school. And I'm I actually actually was a sophomore. Sophomore in high school.
1: At the time freshman went to Whitman.
0: Oh, see there so there you go, there's a little tidbit for you. So
1: I spent Whitman at I spent freshman year at Whitman.
0: And you had to walk uphill both ways, right? Actually,
1: I did because I took a German class here as a freshman. Okay. So I had to walk over the bridge, uphill, <laughs> over the freeway. And coming back, you had to go uphill over the bridge, too, because it was a big old arch. There so, you go. So, yes, it was uphill
0: both oh ways. Oh, my goodness. See, he, they, he fits the mold. Mm-hmm. He fits the mold. Looking forward to retirement, what are you going to miss most about teaching? No question. It's the
1: kids. Yeah. I mean part of me wants to think of some really clever and unique answer, but there, there's no, there's no replacing that. No, that's why we're uh, here. Walking into a room when you're having kind of a uh, day and, you know, even all it takes is one who's, who's interested in you, mm-hmm. who wants to hear from you, who asks how you are, or the student in the hall that you haven't seen for a couple of years. Cause they haven't been in your class and, yep. you know, they look like they're kind of going about their day, but they pull it over and they have a conversation like, Hey, how's it going? And you get caught up and, That student walks away and feel like wow that was really you know that was a really cool experience obviously a very important relationship and and that's why we're here.
0: Any chance we can make it around thirty? You're on twenty nine. That's a weird number. I know you're a weird guy. I think Nordstrom thirty. That just settles right in. So I'm going to prove that I'm not a math teacher. But isn't twenty nine prime? It might be. Uh, that's reason enough, right there. My wife Anna's going to listen to this. You know that my wife, and she's going to be like, 29 is that prime? What are you talking about?" Or maybe it is. I don't. I'm no seriously, so I should look for the text. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm going to go with that. Though <laughs> I think it actually is. So now right that I'm now, thinking about it, right now I'm going with prime. You got to stick with so it. So I got to stick with yeah, it. That yeah, that makes sense.
0: Um, it, it's it seems like this has been a long time doing. We started the podcasting two years ago and then we had to take a huge hiatus with everything and and I wanted to bring you on and I can't tell you how great it's been to have you on this. One of the best things about the podcast and please go listen back to episode four if you have a chance is that you just get to, we get to enjoy this forever. Like this is one of those things that I wanted to have you on before you left because the voice that you have here it has echoed through for 29 years of teaching and I think that when you leave there's going to be a massive hole uh, that it's going to be really really difficult to fill um and so i just want to thank you for being here thank you for joining us on here um it's just been an incredible ride and i've been blessed to share a very very small portion of it with you and you you've left a huge impression on my life uh, and i really appreciate that i'm
1: really humbled thank you
0: um i want to give you the time now where I'm going to mute myself. I literally have my finger on this little red button. We're going to call this Nordstrom's Nuances. So if he ever gets famous and you hear him on the radio at some point, this is where this started, so just remember that. Um, What's something you'd like to tell the audience? A life lesson, advice you have, motto you've lived by, whatever's on your mind, we're going to be here to listen for a little bit.
1: Okay, so when you first told me I was going to do this, I was like, oh, man, three to four minutes. I I don't know. I'm sure if you ask any kid in my classroom, they're like three to four minutes. You can do that with your brain tied behind your back because everything's going to take five minutes and it winds up taking 15. But I gave it some thought and um, I really, I'm going to take a little, maybe a little bit of a different uh, tack on this. And I don't just have a single thing to pass along. Um, actually, I've got these little snippets of advice and thoughts and sure. things like that to pass along. Um I call them like a Bon Mo buffet or a life advice salad bar (laughs) that uh, comes from my years of walking around and my years at West and my years and watching movies. And so, um, hey, belly up, fill your plate. This is one of those places you can fill your plate as much as you want. Take all you want. You don't even need a new plate. Bring your old plate back and use it again. (laughs) I hope you find something that works for you. So um, thanks for indulging me. Here I go in no particular order. So in your life, you're going to no doubt find yourself in charge of some things, a business, a project, a classroom maybe, even a family. And my advice for you is to take care of those people that take care of you when you're in charge because those people contribute in large and small ways, not just to the success of the organization, but to your own success too. So make sure you look after them. Take care of those people. Let them know you care. Another one is to, and some of you won't be surprised by this, Ride a horse at least once in your life. Feel that breeze on your face. Find out what a cool thing the relationship between a horse and a rider can be. Get out and see what I've been talking about for a while now. Here's one you haven't heard, have you? Don't do drugs. I say that with all seriousness. You've heard it before, and there's a reason you've heard it before. It's timeless. It's useful. And really when you do that you do a disservice to all the cool things that there are to experience in life when you try to escape things that way you want to be high get out go outside live seriously as they say climb a mountain if that's what you really need to do remember a flute with no holes is not a flute and a donut with no holes is a danish <laughs> see we'll see who gets that <laughs> reference Becker will get that. Go out and play a game with your friends. No referees, no fans, no clock. Just play. Have fun. Enjoy each other's skills and company. And when you're done, the winner can be gracious and buy the loser lunch. Seriously, never drive when you're overtired. That's as foolish as drunk driving. And on the topic of driving, learn to drive a stick shift. Thank me later. Choose your friends wisely. Avoid the fakers and the liars and the cheaters and the drama kings and queens. The people you surround yourself will determine how happy and what kind of person you are. And this goes for anyone at any age. Be sure to go out on a summer night. Lie on your back in the grass and stare up at the stars. Try to see what ancient people saw when they looked up. And recognize your connection to them through time. Let your imagination run free. This hit me the first time I saw it. It has to be here. In Avengers Endgame, Thor's mother told him, everyone fails at who they're supposed to be. The measure of a person is how well they succeed at being who they are. So just be the best you that you can be, Tosa West. Never microwave something that you can put on the grill and use coals. Using gas is cheating. (laughs) People who use words as weapons are brutes, and anyone can do that. Truly compassionate and kind people use words as gifts and to heal. Think about how your words will land with others and how you will look far, far ahead of opening your mouth. For the English teachers, grammar still matters. No matter what any text on your phone says, it defines us as a culture. sorry. And actually, get off your phone. Seriously, I know you students hear it all the time, but did you ever wonder why you hear it all the time? There is far more life and joy and knowledge to be had off your phone. What will you miss staring at a screen? A phone is, after all, just a tool. You can only really live off the screen. In the movie City Slickers, Billy Crystal and his friends go on a dude ranch cattle drive trying to solve their midlife crises. They meet an old crusty cowboy named Curly, played by Jack Palance, who tells them that the secret of life comes down to one thing as he holds up a single gloved finger. What is that one thing they want to know? The answer he eventually gives? That's what you have to figure out. Once you figure out that one thing and you stick to it, everything else won't mean anything. So, T-Dub, what's your one thing? I found that when you pray for things and people around you to change, that's a tough ask and often disappointing. Prayer seems to be more effective when you pray for strength and the grace to handle the challenges in life better. Your time here at West will go fast, whether you're an incoming freshman or an outgoing senior. These four years in high school will go quickly. Four years is just a blip in your life after all. So when you leave here, be sure you have no regrets. Take every class that holds any kind of interest for you. Rise above the clicks and the peer pressure and make every friendship you can. Join the clubs and the teams that make you happy and improve your world around you and improve yourself, too. Wauwatosa West has so much to offer you, and you owe it to yourself to wring out every drop of living you can while you're here. And finally, it has been my genuine life's privilege to come back to the place I went to high school and to try to be the same kind of teacher that once upon a time inspired me to be better than I was. Even if you never sat in one of my classes, and especially if you did, I genuinely hope that I was able to bring some positive things to your life and learning. Thank you, Tosa West. I end with a couple of shameless steals, and I close like this. Make it a great day or not, the choice is yours. And West Tosa, I love you 3,000.
0: Tom, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and talking with us, sharing your ideas, your values, your insights. It's been awesome having you on. And I know a lot of students at West are very interested in the things that you have to say. And after 109 days off of this podcast, it's great to bring the podcast back. And I couldn't think of a better person to have back on. I know you've impacted a lot of students and we're all grateful for all you've contributed to West. And we'll truly be cherishing the last five weeks that we have with you in the building. Regardless of what they say, the coming years will truly be void of an exceptional human being. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Everyone, thank you so much for listening today. Again, any questions, please let me know. My Twitter handle is at learning for life 9 So the number four and then life and then zero nine. Whatever you are doing and wherever you are, make the most of it. And have a great day, everyone. We'll talk soon.